Alrighty, we have a special edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast coming at you guys today. Dylan and Matt, as always, we're joined by maybe my first coach ever. He knew me since I was eight years old. Adam Varant of the Savannah Bananas will be joining us. So Matt, let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. Dylan and Matt, as always, as we just teased, Savannah Bananas coach Adam Varant is joining us today. Matt, how you doing? I'm great. Sun is shining in South Bend. Uh, women's lacrosse opens up today, so spring sports are starting up on campus. So can kind of smell baseball season not too far in the distance. So I'm excited. Absolutely. I believe the Savannah Bananas home opener, the opener is less than a week away by the time we listen to this episode. So coach, how you doing? Man, I'm, I am fantastic. I'm so thrilled to reconnect with you, Dylan, and and, and meet you, Matthew. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up and ready to just peel back this banana peel and uh, talk everything bananas or anything you want. But yeah, you Absolutely. guys, let's get it going. I think as Coach just mentioned, I've known Matt now for maybe five, six years, but Coach has known me since I am eight. He was my first travel coach, so definitely seeing down the road now. It's been at least 10 years since we started to know each other, so definitely going to be a fun and cool interview on my behalf. All right, so I think the first question we had sort of for people, and I think most people know what the Savannah Bananas are and what the organization is, but just in case they don't, sort of what is Savannah Banana Baseball? Man, Savannah Bananas is a independent baseball team we are a barnstorming team and our mission is to put the fans first and create the most entertaining unique experience at a baseball field um, we we bring joy and happiness through all of our antics and and, and you know inter uh, inning kind of entertainment but then we also bring a level of athleticism and uniqueness to the field with a whole new set of rules all focused on bringing the best elements of baseball under the, under, under the lights and, you know, bringing lots of smiles to the faces. So, um, you know, we, uh, we love what we do, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think if anybody who's seen clips or has been to a game can tell you guys love what you do Um, as a follow-up to that, you know, you're talking about the best elements of baseball and combining them. How do you combine, I guess, entertainment with still kind of preserving, you know, this is a baseball game. These aren't just a bunch of guys with a little ball and a bat running around. Like it's still baseball, but it's got this added layer of entertainment. How do you make sure that you don't lose one, one or the other? Yeah. um, It's, it's baseball with the twist. So from the baseball side of things, we, when we put teams together, we make sure that we get guys who can play at a very high level of baseball because it's very, very important when we go in, to these stadiums all throughout the country that we pay, play a very, very high caliber level of baseball. If you come into the stadium and the entertainment is great and you're eating good food and it's funny, but the baseball isn't up to par, you're going to be like, ah, oh, you know, that was just kind of circus and I saw it. I don't need to come again. But if you show up and you have fun and you laugh with your friends at all this entertainment and it's kind of the best elements of that fan engagement, but then the baseball is top notch with the addition of our guys doing acrobats and backflips while they're catching fly balls or like, you know, behind the back, you know, routine is a trick play routine for us 
is the things that your coaches back in the day and probably me too back in the day would be like, stop being so flashy, routine play, two hands. Uh, we want on every single play for something to happen that you've never, ever seen on a baseball field before. And from an athleticism standpoint, not just from a gimmick standpoint. So we want from a baseball standpoint for people to leave our game. We want players to leave our game young and old being like, Oh my gosh, that's really hard. And I'm going to try that. And that's a lot of fun. I have fun doing this. So, you know, it's a delicate balance, but we work really, really, really hard to make sure that the entertainment and the baseball is, is, is entertaining from start to finish. I think sort of adding on to that, there's these three rules that I know from seeing clips online. It's like the games have to be two hours. I think if fans catch a fly ball or a foul ball, it's still considered an out. I think if I have this right, guys can steal first base, I'm pretty sure, as well. So sort yeah. of what are those like? I know you've dealt with a lot of sort of, I'd call it regular baseball, especially with me and over all of your experiences coaching, but sort of what's the difference between watching a bananas game versus like, I guess I'll call it a regular baseball game. Yeah, the flow and the pace of the game is a lot faster. And so uh, that that fan catches a foul ball, you got to be alert. You know, um, we go to baseball games and we bring our gloves and we try to catch foul balls. Um, fans now are part of it. And so they got to keep their head up. And that that's really, really cool. And when they do catch a foul ball, it, the, the place erupts. Um, you know, stealing first base, batters can steal first base and they can they can try to steal on any pitch. It usually happens on a pass ball or a wild pitch of some, some sort, but um, that that's cool. Right. Like instead of the catcher just being like, oh, I'll go pick up the ball and throw it back. Now the catcher has to try to block everything with nobody on base. And you know, the, the, the time clock is a game changer. And so ours, uh, we have a running clock that starts at um, starts at zero and it goes to two hours. And once we hit one hour and 50 minutes, that will be the last inning, similar to like travel ball. Um, and the reason we have that clock is, you know, I don't need to tell you, we've been to baseball games that have just drug on and on and on and on and on. And you can definitely see people leaving in the sixth, seventh inning, just generally in any type of game. So the two hour time limit, we have found that that is kind of the attention span that a casual fan can, can muster in a, you know, a baseball game. So um, our score, I love our scoring system and um, our scoring system is every, every inning matters, every inning counts. So it's like match playing golf. So we play the party animals a lot. They're our nemesis. And um, so they're usually away when they're the away team in Savannah. If they score three runs in the top of the first and the banana score zero runs, they get one point. And then we go to the second inning, and it's just one to nothing. It's not three to nothing. Okay. So what the thing I love about it is games can't get out of hand. You know, like 10 to nothing. Nobody's interested in that. It's not exciting anymore. But games, games can stay under control um, by using this point system. And I, that's that's one of my favorite, favorite rules of, of banana ball. It's a game changer. Yeah, I mean, and in, in terms of keeping fans engaged, I think we saw the MLB made kind of a lot clearer this week, their rules on the new pitch clock. I don't know if, how much you've gotten a chance to look into that versus what you guys are doing with the bananas, but I was just wondering your thoughts maybe um, if you guys implement something similar with the bananas or if you think that's maybe a route that you guys would go down someday. 
So we, since we're on a time clock, we don't really have a pace of play issue because um, our goal is to play nine innings of baseball in two hours. And that, that also includes a minute and a half in between each half inning for TV break or entertainment break. So when you add that all up, we're, we're, we're missing, we're losing 27 minutes of baseball. And so um, part of the intrigue to banana ball is the pace and that's all dictated by the pitchers. And so one thing that we don't have that major league baseball does, we don't have box on quick pitches. So it's actually encouraged that, these pitchers are going fast and they're working fast. And um, coupled with that, the batters can't step out of the batter's box. So it's not like this Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, rain delay after every single pitch where it's like readjust everything. And it's 35 seconds um, in between each pitches. Um, we just had a scrimmage yesterday. And, and one of my jobs is to, I, I'm really a stickler on time. Like where are we losing time in this game? Cause when, when it when the when the game drags, people get bored. So most of our pitchers um, are throwing a, a pitch every four to seven seconds. Okay, and that time is when the catcher throws it back from the time it hits their glove to the time they release it. That's really fast. We don't have a pace of play issue here at all. Uh, most of our innings. We had one inning yesterday and nine innings of baseball. By the way, we played nine innings in one hour and 54 minutes. And it was awesome. There was 14 hits, uh, 14 strikeouts, two walks. So it was like real, real baseball game. Um, we had one inning that went eight minutes. Our fastest inning was one minute, seven seconds. <laughs> and, and we're not, it's not like we're trying to be, we're trying to be quick, but like, it's not like if you watch us, you're going to say, well, they're just, they're just kind of like screwing around or getting like three outs really fast. No, the baseball is real. The baseball is like very high level. We don't have a pace of play issue because some of the rules that we implemented, you know, kind of provide for it. Major league baseball, if they want to speed up the game, you know, they don't need to adopt all of our rules, but they really should adopt some as far as like, I know that most batters are batters take anywhere from five to 10 seconds to get in the batter's box from when the last out is made. If we time it next time you watch a game, it start the clock when the out is made, see how long it takes that batter to get in the box. I bet it's 30 to 40 seconds. And over the life of a baseball game, that adds up to a lot of time. So there's your pace. That's where you take it. You don't, you don't take the time away from the pitchers. Like they're the most, they're the most dynamic athletes, some of them on like on earth. And so you can't rush those guys and you really shouldn't. Let's let's look elsewhere where we have what we call time leakage and see if we can plug some of those holes. Yeah. And I think when you I think the new rule that Matt, that you were just talking about, they said that hitters now have 30 seconds to get into the box. But I feel like that's even still like I don't think that's going to make that much of a difference. 30 seconds. They're still going to stroll around listen to their walk-up song and all that stuff which i don't think is going to make that much of a difference versus you're saying five to ten seconds for your guys yeah i i just looked at the stats really quickly the 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 longest time it took a guy to get to the box yesterday was 23 seconds Every, everybody everybody was like seven to ten mm -hmm. uh, even the guys who do like the grand entrance where we do some funny stuff that will wind up on tiktok or youtube that's 20 seconds okay so like major league baseball like 
what why why do you need that much time why mm. now give them time in the batter's box let them step out but so there there makes unless unless major league baseball can explain to me why a batter needs that much time to get up the plate it's it's it makes no sense to me they're taking the time away from the wrong people and in your instance where it's a 20 second intro that's still like a fun 20 seconds as opposed to a guy just walking up to the plate fixing his batting gloves i think nomar garcia par is the guy that literally every single pitch went in between batting gloves so it's definitely a fun sort of routine to that you guys even when it is 20 seconds it's a fun engaging 20 seconds that you're going through no you're exactly right we're willing to spend time if it's entertaining mm-hmm. the never forget moment you're never going to forget forget when you know like uh last year noah bridges our left fielder um wrote a magic carpet in and the magic carpet was a bunch of players walking them in with a carpet over them and that was 20 seconds and it's hilarious and everybody has their phones out and it's funny but we'll we'll spend time on that but like if you're if you're just walking up the plate to hit dude get up to the plate and hit yeah <laughs> And then I think another thing, since you mentioned there's practices, there's scrimmages, there's games and all that stuff, and you haven't gotten into the tour yet this year, but sort of what's like a daily routine like today, yesterday, and sort of balancing practice, planning entertainment and all that fun stuff, as well as keeping stats that you just mentioned. Yeah, great question. So a typical day for our players is they'll start at 11 o'clock. They'll show up for early work. That is their time for an hour to do whatever they need to do on their own, on their own time. Then We'll, we'll have a team meeting at 12 o'clock for about 15, 20 minutes to go over the prior day, anything that's happening this day, anything that we want to focus on. Uh, from there, they'll get warmed up. And then we go into, we always do what's called an extended BP session. So there'll be five groups. There'll be a guy in the cage, a live group. And then there'll be what we have, they're called di- daily vitamins. And it's something that Coach Gillum came up with. But the daily vitamins are all of those kind of things like working on your trick plays, working on your moves, working on your celebrations, working on whatever it is. So there's a component built into all practices where they will take their daily vitamins and get better. Um, and that's for batters and, and, and position players. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of fun. We encourage, we encourage people willing to be great by trying new things and, you know, so if you see one of our practices, you're going to just see guys trying and trying and, 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 and not succeeding and then keep trying more. And every once in a while we'll hit a, you know, a crazy new play and they'll keep doing that until they get more and more comfortable until it becomes routine. So, um, you know, it looks like a similar baseball practice, but the drills that we do and the intentional foot practice is on, is on what, what is needed in, in banana ball. Awesome. And I know Dylan just mentioned you guys are going on tour and, you know, MLB teams and minor league teams don't go on tour. So I guess, you know, what is that like? You know, it's I guess it's sort of like playing away in some respects, but I guess there's things at your home ballpark that you're probably more familiar with in terms of like you're talking about trick plays and celebrations and things like that. Um, You know, what challenges do going on tour present to uh, to the bananas? So when we go on tour, it's an opportunity for a lot of people to see us for the first time. And while we are locked in every single city we go to, a lot of times it's, 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 it's easier because um, everything that we do, it, it's literally like we're in the most popular rock band in, in the world. 
everything we do is 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 new and exciting for these folks and and that's really awesome too to see a lot of new a lot of new like smiles so when we go to the cities you know the biggest challenges are okay cool like where are we going to do our entrance how are we going to pull this thing off but um the road the road team the road shows are they're insane man i mean these people are 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 rabid fans when we're in grayson that's where we do a lot of grayson stadium in savannah georgia um our home field that's where we try a lot of new things so that's kind of our testing ground the show and the game is still the same but you might see a lot new um kind of like in-game promotions or, or or entertainment uh we try by 20 to 25 new promotions every single game and the idea is some of them are going to hit and some of them aren't and the ones that hit cool we'll take that to the next city along with all of our old bags of tricks that hit but going to those new cities matt like i've never in a million years thought that i'd be in the situation where if i walk down a street in anywhere in the country and I'm wearing anything bananas, I get stopped constantly. And I'm not, I just never would have thought that was me. When we go to a new city, if we walk into a Starbucks, if we walk anywhere, I was in New York city uh, before the holidays, walking around the city with Billy Roy, our, our catcher in our yellow uniforms and everywhere we want, went, people were stopping us, taking us photos. And so like, they're so thirsty for what we have on the road. It's actually a little bit easier. Um, because like, man, they're just hungry for everything. I think you guys are coming home. I think they're, I think you're coming to Staten Island, I think in August. So that's definitely going to be a fun one, Matt. We got to make the trip. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, so is there any other place I know you're probably looking forward to playing in front of New York? Cause I think it's the first time you guys are coming up here. Is there anywhere else on this tour that you're sort of like, that's going to be a cool place to play out this summer? Yeah. I really look forward to Nashville. Uh, we're playing at the Nashville sound state stadium um sugarland texas um they are sugarland we had to add a third night because the request for tickets was three times the amount of uh tickets that the stadium could hold and we wanted to make sure we could hit everybody so they are rabid fans i think those tickets sold out in like a matter of minutes uh i'm also really really looking forward to going all the way on the west coast we're playing a bunch of games and and uh you know san francisco area fresno area um big 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 stadiums i think like some of those stadiums are fifteen thousand and they're sold out so really looking forward to bringing this show to a whole new region because like they've been watching us on you know whether it was banana land on the espn series or on youtube or tiktok and like they're just fired up so uh some of those las vegas also i'm kind of looking forward to that absolutely and then i know you definitely have enjoyed talking with like with me or with Coach Dewey or Coach Fish back in the day, like 10 years ago. But now when you think about it, you're interacting with like Johnny Gomes, Eric Burns, and former big leaguers and all that fun stuff. So what has that difference been like for you personally versus back in the day when you were coaching little old us versus now you're coaching technically former big leaguers? Uh, they're are little kids just like you guys. <laughs> um, you know, it's when, when the first, the first like big leaguer, that um i met from a banana standpoint was jake peavy when we were in mobile alabama and um you know of course like former cy young big big time guy i think he should be in the hall of fame quite frankly 
But um, I know you guys are going to tell me, oh, the numbers aren't there. But like that dude was an absolute bulldog. He was the guy of his day. Right. So meeting him and like hearing how the excitement and joy in his voice about what we were doing. And then later, actually not coaching against him when I was coaching the party animals last year. Um, you know, surreal. Um, but they're normal human beings. Um, I got to know Eric Burns very, very well last year on tour. Uh close personal friend of mine now and we're all the same we all love the game of baseball we know what's wrong with you know certain elements of baseball and we know what's right about what the bananas are doing so everybody that you see on a baseball field bill lee uh, johnny gomes uh you know jeez, uh, who else is here jonathan papelbon was here uh we're supposed to have a phone call with rick ankiel here in a few minutes so like everybody who's involved from a big league standpoint, they're all just, man, they're, they're so happy and gracious to be a part of this. You don't have to convince them to do anything. Um, and you know, that the cool thing about it is we don't, we don't need a big leaguer to draw fans. We don't, we don't need that. Like our games are all sold out. So if they hop on board, I think Hunter Pence is going to be with us maybe, uh, this year, which would be kind of cool. Um, you know, like they're in alignment with what we're doing. Um, there's not a lot of coaching of those guys other than talking about the rules with them. But like just getting to know these guys. And the cool thing is I'm older than a lot of them. So I'm able to kind of like drop that on them from time to time. That's awesome. I know, I, you know, you can definitely tell before we got on the air, uh, Michael D, we were talking about what dorms we lived in, in at Notre Dame. You know, you can tell like these are just real people kind of getting, you know, they love the game of baseball. I love trying to spread the game of baseball. Um, so I know that was definitely a cool moment that kind of proved to me, you know, what banana ball is all about. Um, and I guess along those lines of passion for the game, you know, this is kind of an unnatural route for you. So can you kind of talk us through how you got from coaching Dylan in the city to now being the head coach of uh, the Savannah Bananas? Yeah, you know, typical in college, went and played baseball all over the country in college, played at a junior college down in Kansas, Fort Scott Community College, and then made my way to George Mason and played for those guys, had an injury, and started working, went to law school, became a lawyer, hated it, wasn't good at it, and uh, I was able to take a little bit of time off, and that's how I made my way back to New York, and when I got back to New York, I was trying to figure out what my next step in life is and what my next chapter was going to be. And um, my whole family, they're all educators. So I was thinking about going to be a professor in college and maybe coaching some baseball. And I was like, oh, do I even know how to coach baseball? So I was like, let me see if there's any jobs out there. So I went on Craigslist, which I don't even know exists anymore. But uh I, I found this this ad for baseball coaches on the Upper East Side at a baseball academy, academy being the operative term. And so I applied and this guy, Nate Fish, replied to me and he's like, hey, come on up for an interview, 106th and 1st Avenue. So I show up. I, I'm new to the city, uh, never been to 106th and 1st. So I'm like, I need, I want this job. Like, I think this is cool. This could be a thing for me. It's a baseball academy in New York city. Uh, so I dress up in a suit full on attorney garb. Like I got, I wore that suit like in front of a federal judge, like a year prior. <laughs> right. And arguing a civil rights case or something like that. And, you know, I show up and 
it's not an academy. It's a gym in a, uh, a uh, elementary school on the Upper East Side in Spanish Harlem. And it's in a, I walk in and Nate Fish is there sitting in a, <laughs> just a little elementary desk. And he's like, yeah, I'm Nate Fish. And I'm like, I'm Adam Byron. So he's like, pulls up a chair. There's like lessons going on around me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Um, anyways, we had an interview and Nate, Nate, uh, says to me, he goes, man, I, I feel bad even offering you this job, but if, if you want it, you can have it. It's 15 bucks an hour. Go. Right. And I think he even told me like, leave the suit at home next time. So <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't know how to coach baseball. My, my, my goal was to figure out if I could coach baseball and what my next path was. So I did it and I got in the cage and, um, and I was really bad at it. I didn't, I didn't know how to coach kids. Uh, but I learned very, very quickly. I learned that communication is the key, making sure that, you know, it's not about how much knowledge I have. It's like whether or not they're having fun and whether or not they're understanding things. So um, that led me to uh, working with the Bulldog Ball Club, uh, the New York Bulldogs in, in, in uh, Upper East Side. Um, I actually met Dylan at, at Yorkville Baseball Academy and then bounced over to the Bulldogs with me. And throughout the time, I always stayed in touch with, with Nate Fish, one of my good friends. And Nate's always doing cool things, played, you know, coached with the Dodgers organization, coached with Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic and the Olympics. And he's always kind of kept me close and kind of kept me in the fold. And he had an opportunity to coach the, the Bananas on our first world tour. Um, he knew Coach Gillum when they coached in the Cape Cod League together. And Gillum was going back to college to coach. So he hired Fish. Fish brought me in. Um, I loved it. It was crazy. Uh, now it's going to be my third tour. So, um, I think uh, I'm doing something right for, for them to keep me around. But, uh, honestly, guys, like I'm 47 years old. Um, this, this is the most fun, inspiring, invigorating kind of job duties experience I've ever had in my entire life. I've done some really cool things, but, um, you know, it's, it, it's been like, it, it's, it's renewed my faith in, in baseball and that there's good people in baseball who are in it for the right reason. And, um, yeah, I'm so fortunate for this opportunity. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but I, I, I truly am, you know, like I was, I was on my way out, you know, in the baseball world, cause travel baseball has just become way out of hand and then the bananas come along and, um, I get to do something that I love being funny coaching baseball, using my lawyer skills, being organized and, 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 and bringing smiles and happiness to, to people around the world. It's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Uh, go say, yeah, go right. I was just going to say, having just gone through the recruiting process for baseball, it's invigorating to see smiles and kind of people having fun with it. Cause that was just something I know Dylan, you know, we both sort of went through it, didn't see it to its completion, but there's not everybody in the baseball world is great, but being able to see people kind of smiling and having fun is definitely uh, reinvigorating for sure. Absolutely. From Randall's Island field 27, all the way now to an ESPN documentary about you is definitely the career story coach. <laughs> Amazing, man. Did you guys take a look at that banana land at all? Yes, I did. I cried on episode three and it's like one of my defining acting career moments ever. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, everything, the cool thing is everything you saw on there was super authentic. You know, it, 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 it told only a, a, you know, a part of the story about who you are, it, who we are. 
just kind of the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, uh, I think that there's going to be some more filming being done that, that are going to, that's going to show a lot more deeper look about who we are and how we operate, what you're going to see guys. And, and what happens here is, you know, it's like everything that's great about the human spirit. You, you, you get a whole bunch of good people who are all in alignment about what this whole thing is about. And you just kind of let them loose. And it's kind of what Saturday night live SNL does. They get all these like super funny, creative people who want to make people laugh on the improv scene. And they just throw them in a writer's room. And then it's like, go do it, you know, live on Saturday and, and magic happens. And, um, and you know, that's what's, what's going on here. I mean, like the magic is that we have 40 people on our baseball team uh, that are surrounded by a hundred people who are all in alignment, all super supportive. Like it's one of the most positive vibe, you know, non cheesy, just like happy places. It really truly is. We pulled the tarp today because there's raining and you never seen more happy people to pull tarp just to see each other. Yeah. And like, that's pretty cool culture. 100%. So we do have three rapid fire questions for you. Cause I know you just mentioned you have to make a call with Rick and Keel. So we've got three for you. Right at you, because I know the phrase side retired three outs in an inning. So we've got three questions right for you if you're ready for them. Let's go. All right. So if you were still a player, what would your special talent act thing that you would be doing for the Savannah Bananas be that everyone would know you for? Oh, my gosh. That is so good. I, I know these are rapid. I'm having a, I've been thinking about that. Like, if I was a player, what would I be? <laughs> these guys are so talented and creative. I don't have that juice. But... I would be, I would just be so hilarious in everything I do. I probably, I'd probably wear like, I would be like that guy. I would be like, oh, like the cringe guy, mm-hmm. like everything. I don't know. I mean, I don't oh, know. Double arm sleeve. What's that? Double arm sleeves and the whole thing. Yeah. It, Double arm sleeves, double wristbands like Dusty Baker. That, <laughs> I mean that you know, combination between like, uh, you know, who's the guy? Uh, like, pop the chain, uh, Ayala. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> dude. How I'd many? Be, how many chains? Uh, at least six. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it probably depend on what day of the week. What day of the week you ask? <laughs> Alrighty, the second one we've got for you. You've had some really cool guys coming through Savannah, but if your dream goal, you could ask whoever you want to be in a Savannah game with you guys. Who's that guy? George Brett. He was my uh, favorite player growing up, and I know George would probably. I mean, he was a clown growing up too. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really, and I've already put that feeler out. But definitely George Brett. Also, because I never got to see George Brett play live in a game because the seven times that i went to a game down in kansas city he was out injured every time he owes it to me i remember that you're a huge kansas city royals guy that's right bobby that's right. Jr. John, John, johnny gomes was big you know having him they be there is really funny man because like so unfortunately kansas city beat the mets in that game and gomes was on that team and I was like, hey, man, awesome, dude. You're on that roster. And he's like, nah, actually, I wasn't on the roster. Was, <laughs> uh, 2015 World Series. Did not expect to be going there today. But here we are in one of the most miserable. I never moments. want to go there ever again. <laughs> I was at the game. Mm-hmm. I was there with Paul Rudd. 
we were hanging out. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the third one, since you've had all these cool interactions and connections, we let our guests sort of predict where the show is going to go next. And we get to put you kind of on the spot, but at the same time, you get to put one of your buddies on the spot and you get to nominate the next guest that we have on the show. Oh, amazing. Um, I want you, hold on. I want you to, uh, Mike Levesis, uh, head coach for the party animals. He is hands down one of the funniest people I've ever met. Um, he looks like a psychopath. <laughs> he acts like a psychopath. He's the sweetest human being. Uh, but, but Mike Vivesis, head coach of the Savannah party animals, hit him up. I love it, Matt. Let's get on that. Absolutely. <laughs> All righty. Well, this was a fun trip down memory lane. I heard the phone ring, so I hope you didn't just hang up on Rick and Keel for little old us, but we definitely appreciate all the time and insight and all the fun laughs you've given us, Coach. Hey, uh, really great talking to you guys. Um, you know, if you need, if you're if you're in a city near us uh, when we're touring, hit me up. Got to get you into the game. I know both of you guys would probably appreciate this and have a big old smile on your face the entire time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Matt, unless you got anything else. Oh, nothing. Thanks so much for coming on, Coach. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Dylan, Thank talk you. to you. See you, Maddie. Have Sounds a good great. one. Appreciate it. Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SIDERETIREDPOD in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including the MLB and NHL. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for the rest of today's edition of Side Retired Podcast. Well, Matt, that was a great episode interviewing one of my first coaches I've known for over 10 years at this point, Coach Adam, now with the Savannah Bananas. It was really interesting to hear about that organization, what they're building up this year, including the Savannah Bananas World Tour that they're taking this summer, as well as just hearing about the difference between banana ball and baseball, as well as hearing all these different cool stories from Coach and continuing to get to know him and all of what the bananas do in Savannah. Definitely make sure to check out their schedule. Their season starts this Friday. Lots of fun things coming for them, as well as for us, a lot of cool interviews later this week and in the future with spring training starting. Lots of fun baseball coverage in the future. But thanks so much to Coach for joining us today and for Dylan and Matt. Until the next time, we'll see you, and the side is retired.